Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Unacceptable. I will not, I will not allow it. The Hershey Company, the fifth largest candy company in the world, uh, is sounding the alarm that they will experience a Halloween candy shortage this year. Unacceptable. I, I won't, I won't allow it. They've, uh, they've warned that it would not be able to supply enough candy for Halloween and the Christmas holiday season. <laughs> they blame the scarcity of raw ingredients on insufficient supply. The pandemic-induced global supply chain disruptions and the Russia-Ukraine war have crunched supplies of cocoa, edible oil, and other food ingredients, pinching production lines of packaged food companies around the world. I won't allow it. I tell you what we need to do, Hershey. Uh, Let's take a look at all the candies that you make, shall we? Uh, You know, you have this huge array of candies. Many of them, let's go ahead and pull the plug on while we create enough of the other product for Christmas and Halloween. Halloween, most importantly. Uh, Mr. Goodbar, uh, say goodbye to Mr. Goodbar. Zagnut, have a nice day. Symphony, have a nice day. Good and Plenty's, eh. Whoppers, eh. Kit Kat. Reese's, Hershey Milk Chocolate Bars, uh, York Peppermint Patties, Milk Duds, Almond Joy Mounds, Hershey Kisses, Twizzlers, Heath Bars and Rolos, maybe. Uh, the rest of them on this list can all, you know, take a hike. Zero Fifth Avenue, whatchamacallit. Yeah, no. Bark Thins, Brookside Dark Chocolate, Jolly Ranchers, Rolos, Rolos maybe, a score, Zagnut, <laughs> a Carmelo, Payday. Those are all good, and I like Paydays. I was hooked on those for a while. It uh, comes as a surprise, a candy bar that I like. But many of these are, you know, we all like them from time to time. Sure, who doesn't appreciate a Payday once in a while, a Carmelo bar once in a while, or a few Rolos here and there. I get you. But for the holiday season, Halloween and Christmas. Let's go ahead and pull the plug on some of these and make sure that we have enough of the others. Okay. All right. Good. Do I need to call Hershey and tell them how to run their company? I mean, here Hershey's email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com. We'll get this worked out. Okay. Because I will not allow, I will not allow, I won't, I won't allow going to the grocery stores and not seeing a Hershey bar. This is not the America I grew up in. This is this has got to stop. I won't allow it. I won't allow it. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Congratulations to the person or persons in Illinois who bought the Mega Millions ticket. Congratulations. You won. You can opt for a cash payout of $780.5 million. I'm really happy for you. Congratulations. I'm glad that everything is working out for you. Also, congratulations to the store that sold the winning ticket. They're going to receive $500,000. Again, congratulations. I'm happy for you, 
the person or persons who won the Mega Millions ticket. There, I thought that went well. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a that's a good time. That's a good time for whoever won that, man. Congratulations. Then I see another story of a Massachusetts man who won uh, a million bucks a couple years ago from the lottery in Massachusetts, and then he just won another $25,000 a year for life prize earlier this month. Guys, I, know, I mean, hello. I, I, why is this not me? But hey, Kevin, congratulations. Uh, from Massachusetts, Kevin Miller. So he won the 25,000. I was thinking about this 25 grand a year for life. Now, while that's not much, it's nice to know that you've got the 25,000 coming in every year and after taxes. I mean, how, you know, whatever that is. But uh, it's, it's nice to know you've got it coming in. Now, he opted for the cash payout on the uh, $25,000 annual prize. Huh. So I want, I don't know how they worked that out, but they said, hey, we'll give you $360,000 before taxes and we'll call it even. Okay. We're not going to give you the 25000 in annual payments for life. And he took it. So good for him. <laughs> good for him. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess you take the lump sum because you don't know if the money's going to be there and you just... You just take the money and you hopefully invest with the money you have from the lump sum to create more than $25,000 annual uh, amount, right? So anyway, congratulations to all the winners. <laughs> I am happy for you. And there were a lot of other winners to the, uh, you know, the billion dollar mega millions drawing. Um you know, the 26 tickets matched all five white balls to win the game's second tier prize. Six of them included the Megaplier, which is available in uh, most states for an extra dollar, which is two times on Friday night, worth $2 million each. Three were sold in Florida, Arkansas, Pennsylvania. 20, 20 second tier prizes worth a million each, one in 15 states. Um, and, I, you know, I was not one of those when I turned down that million. No, <laughs> no, I would not. Uh, then they had the uh, four white balls plus the mega ball. So that was the third tier. So you get 20,000 each, 10,000 each. So in total, there were 14,391,740 winning tickets sold across all nine prize tiers on the July 29th drawing, including the single jackpot winning ticket. So... You know, congratulations. It wasn't the biggest jackpot of all time, though. It was uh, the biggest Mega Millions. No, the second biggest Mega Millions. Because this one was $1.3 billion, right? I think $1.337 is what it ended up being. So uh, the top Powerball, top ticket ever, was a Powerball at $1.586 billion. That was one on the uh, January 13th, 2016 from three tickets. I had to split that three ways. Then you have the second largest lotto jackpot, which was a Mega Millions at $1.537 billion. One ticket. 
South Carolina. And then you have this one, which is the 133, right? 133, 1337, right? And then you have the Mega Millions at 1.5 billion in the fourth spot. So uh, the top ones, the top five, two Powerball and uh, three Mega Millions. But the there's only been the four that were over a billion, right? The the Powerball and the three mega millions have been over a billion. Anyway, it's just, <laughs> you can't win if you don't play. And I, I think I've won in the last month. I think I said I've won like, I don't know, 20 bucks or something like that. I think total in the last month, I may have won like $24. And that's probably about what I've spent on tickets. So I'm even. I'm even. And so I'm ready to ready to cash in. I don't think the lottery is ready to have me cash in or not, but I'm ready. And boy, do I mean it when I say congratulations to the winner of the Mega Millions. I am really happy for you. All right. As we uh, head over to the break room, I'll ask you a question and you can think about it as we uh, get something to drink. Uh, who do you think is the rudest celebrity in Hollywood. Huh? I know my answer right off the top of my head. Do you? Let's go to the break room. I need, let's get something cold to drink. I need one desperately. Oh. So good. Okay, so I know in your head you've answered who the rudest celebrity is, so I'll let you think about it, because it's not Gwyneth Paltrow, and it's not Haley Bieber, but I got ticked about a headline, because this is clickbait, and all it is is clickbait to promote this show that Haley Bieber does. Uh, you know, Bieber, I got it, thank you. It's, uh, she does a show, I, you know, and I'm aware now, uh, called Who's in My Bathroom? Apparently it's Bieber's vlog, and uh, I'm sorry that I've missed uh, missed uh, missed this particular broadcast. So the headline uh, reads, uh, I effed your dad, Gwyneth Paltrow makes awkward joke to Haley Bieber. And Bieber, Bieber, whatever her name is. And, uh, and I thought, okay, well, I wonder how that went. And the story talks about, uh, you know, she made an off-the-cuff, unscripted joke that fell flat and made an incredibly awkward moment. And so I watched the clip. <laughs> you got me. All right. The clip is nothing like that. It's just these two dingleberries, Gwyneth and Haley, chatting it up in her bathroom because who's in my bathroom? And uh, she talks about her dad and says nice things about her dad and says, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, it, it's not a horror story and uh, something bad. Uh, and she says, yeah, that would be bad. Or if, uh, you know, like I after your dad in the bathroom and Haley said, yeah, that, uh, hello. I've had that happen to me. Actually. I don't know if even if I know that anyway, here's the clip, but it is nothing like it was promoted. And it's very disappointing these days. I, I hate to be click baited on. And, uh, I was, I think I know your dad and your uncle. <laughs> 
That's my favorite thing that people say to me. Any stories? I did a movie with your dad, actually. Oh, it was not me not knowing that. Well, it was a tiny independent movie. I think I was like 20 years old, so it was a really long time ago. But he was great. He was Aww. so nice. I love hearing that. Yeah, it was Imagine awesome. if you had some horror story and you were like, that it was be, terrible, it was a yeah, nightmare working with him. That would be that. Or if I had like <laughs> your dad in the bathroom. I've had that happen to me. <laughs> See? I don't know if he even knows that I know that, but I have had that happen. I didn't, I didn't. And she laughs and says, oh, that's good to know. I mean, that was just a, a cute little conversation in Haley's bathroom. And I will say that uh, the bathroom is uh, quite nice. It's got a nice uh, nice little table and chairs and everything is just perfect. It's almost like it's not a real bathroom. Almost. I know. I don't know if Gwyneth is, uh, you know, there. I don't know if any of her specially scented vagina candles are burning. Can't tell. It doesn't look like it, though. But there's a couple things in the back on the table that could possibly be Gwyneth candles. I don't know. I don't know if Gwyneth goes on to talk about the new TikTok trend. I don't know if she started it, but it's a, it's a trend that talks about uh, something called vaping. Uh, vabbing, V-A-B-B-I-N-G. No, don't play the, it's not, it's vabbing, right? I think it is vabbing. And it's, uh, vabbing is the act of taking one's female part secretions, it's vaginal secretions, and using it as a perfume. <laughs> now, I don't know if Gwen has talked to Haley about that or not. I don't know that. I'm just saying that the practice is believed to increase a person's sexual attractiveness. Now, since it happens on TikTok, it's got to be true, right? So, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe Gwyneth talked about that. It's possible. I'll have to go back and finish listening listening to Who's in My Bathroom. Uh, okay, so back to the uh, rudest celebrity. And I bet you could guess... Uh, who it is. I know Ariana Grande came under fire. She's, I don't know. I thought Ariana was, you know, so what? Uh, you're going to get every celebrity is going to have a moment from time to time because they're continually bugged, right? All the time. They're continually bugged. But, uh, you know, people hating on Ariana because remember the, the video of her licking the donut and putting it back on the shelf? And, uh, you know, that was just her being silly and stupid and probably stoned out of her mind and so you know okay does that make her the rudest celebrity i don't know so according to uh nikki swift uh, they surveyed uh, 595 nikki swift readers and asked them who they thought was the rudest celebrity in hollywood and coming in let's uh, before we get to number one who is my favorite <laughs> One of my favorite uh, celebrities in the world is also the rudest celebrity in the world. Uh, we have, uh, see, Ellen DeGeneres comes in second place, 150 votes. Oh, yeah, uh, no doubt about that. Uh, rounding out top three is Justin Bieber. Oh, no, Justin, what's wrong, baby? Despite his much calmer approach to life these days, Bieber seemingly had no regard for his fans in his hot-headed teenage years. Yeah, well, so what? Uh, he was a big star. Leave him alone. Got it. Ariana Grande uh, came in. She was down there uh, at the sixth or seventh spot. So coming in at number one, the rudest celebrity to the Nikki Swift survey, my man, 
Alec Baldwin. I don't care who else is on the list. Alec should be number one from now till the time. I, you know what? Even after Alec passes away, he should still be on the list. I mean, he's gotten into so many spats over his career. And it's still ongoing with photographers and feuds with other celebrities. And even as, you know, he's even hollered and screamed at his own daughter. We've played that forever. So, I mean, he's a, he is not a, I, I, he's not a good guy. And I love his, a lot of his work. I really do. I appreciate a lot of his work. But in real life, he is not really a, a good guy. And there's evidence of him not being a good guy all the time. He's an elitist, ugh, just, just maddening. So number one of the rudest celebrity in Hollywood, you know him, you love him, Alec Baldwin. Wow, we do have some breaking news uh, here on Chewing the Fat. Uh, Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson has been suspended without pay for six games. Wow. Uh, they were expecting him to get a lot more than that. And I say they, uh, you know, rumors around the league were expecting him to uh, be suspended for a lot longer than that. I mean, he only had a couple of dozen women, uh, allegedly. <laughs> He's worked out deals with most of them. It's over for most of it. <laughs> so the people who broke this news spoke on uh, the condition of anonymity, of course, because the decision has not been publicly released yet. Uh, and by the time you're hearing this, I'm sure the decision will have been released and it might be something else. Uh, this might just be something to, you know, stir the pot. But uh, I know that he has settled 23 of 24 lawsuits filed by women alleging sexual harassment and assault during the massage therapy appointments in 2020 and 2021. So everybody has uh, three days to appeal. They have that disciplinary officer, the retired judge, Susan L. Robinson. The NFL Players Association said they would abide by her ruling. So we'll see what happens. The league, I know, during when they had the hearings back in June, the league pushed for an indefinite suspension uh, for at least one year and at least $5 million fine. So this is like uh, good news for Deshaun Watson. So he can continue to practice and play in exhibition games before his suspension begins the first week of the regular season. He can return to practice in week four and would be eligible to play on October 23rd when the Browns play at Baltimore. Wow. I mean, that is a big deal. If that's true, that is a huge deal because that gets him off the hook, man. I mean, he signed a fully guaranteed $230 million five-year contract. <laughs> so he's only going to lose, I don't know, Three or four hundred thousand dollars if the suspension is unchanged. So, I mean, that's pretty good. And his forty-five million dollars signing bonus not affected. That is pretty sweet uh, for him. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, a number of people have said uh, that. Uh, you know, there've been a few people. Josh Gordon was suspended for seventy-eight games by the NFL for smoking weed. Uh, Calvin Ridley was suspended for at least one full season for making a bet that his team would win. 
Deshaun, he settled him, and it's fine. It's over, okay? We're going to suspend you for a few games and uh, fine you for a few hundred thousand, and then let's get back to it. You're one of our big stars, okay? All right, then. We good? We're good. Have a good day. at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. Who died today? Who died today? Nichelle Nichols, uh, Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek, had, uh, has passed away at the age of 89 and uh, I mean, she broke barriers for black women in Hollywood as the communications officer on Star Trek. And she was the first, her and uh, what's his face, Captain Kirk, were the first uh, white and black person to kiss on screen uh, in television. Uh, amazing. Like we think nothing of it now. And it was a big deal back then. And so they claimed that they... They cut that scene, and then they wanted another scene where they didn't kiss. And uh, they kept screwing it up on purpose so that they would have to use the take where they kissed. And so, incredible. Remember, we just did a story about her, too, not long ago. She got into, uh, she's been struggling with uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. And her son took, went and got her, and, you know, it was uh, her partner her 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 manager was living in the house next door she owned two big houses at the you know in her property in woodland hills and one of the houses where she kept you know photos and memorabilia and all that kind of stuff uh was where he was living and the son took over conservatorship moved her back home back to his home and uh you know had a big fight over that anyway uh, Nichelle Nichols. I mean, she was incredible. She worked for NASA for many years uh, and helped uh, recruit women and people of color in the 70s. Uh, she was pretty amazing, pretty amazing lady. So uh, rest in peace, uh, Nichelle Nichols, at the age of 89. Next in line, uh, who died today? Uh, Bill Russell, Boston Celtics legend. Uh, NBA's ultimate winner dies at the age of 88. Wow. I mean, he was an amazing man for years and years and years. Bill Russell, uh, Boston Celtics. uh, He was part of the, you know, the the Celtics dynasty (laughs) for years, man. Uh, He won, I don't know, MVP awards five times, 11 NBA championships. Eight of those were in a row. (laughs) incredible he was battling uh wilt chamberlain for years i mean wilt chamberlain and bill russell were i mean they were the nba for years 
they were the, I mean, they were Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. Uh, and, you know, LeBron would say, I should be in there too. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. No problem, LeBron. If you want to put your name there, you go ahead and put your name there. So, uh, anyway, Bill Russell, uh, rest in peace at the age of 88. Then we have Pat Carroll, the actress. And she was the voice of Ursula. You may know her uh, from uh, Ursula and the Little Mermaid. Uh, dead at the age of 95. She was an incredible actress. She was uh, she was around for years back in the 50s and the 60s. And she did TV shows and, and sitcoms. And then she realized she, uh, she got tired of doing sitcoms and said, Is this it? Uh, I've got to do more. So she had uh, her friend write a play and she did a one woman play and won all kinds of awards and then, uh, you know, became, you know, a different character in life. She looks a lot. <laughs> this is just me. Uh, if you don't know what Pat Carroll looks like, think of Louie Anderson's mom. That's <laughs> just, when I see Pat Carroll, I think, hey, is that Louis Anderson's mom? Now, I'm pretty sure that she's not Louis Anderson's mom. But anyway, that's kind of what she looks like to me. Pat Carroll, uh, dead at the age of 95. Then we have this young man, Charles Hugh Crooks, 23. Rest in peace. He either jumped or fell from a plane without a parachute. Uh, just so you know, when you jump from a plane without a parachute, if you're up in the air, you're probably not going to make it. So apparently there was a problem with the plane and they were going to have to have an emergency landing near Raleigh, North Carolina. And so uh, Charles either jumped or fell uh, from the plane and uh, there's no audio recordings of him exiting the aircraft uh, from inside the cockpit. There's no, there's no audio saying, hey, Charlie just jumped. Charlie just fell. Uh, and they finally, they found him. <laughs> he fell uh, in a backyard about 30 miles from where the plane landed in, in Raleigh. So, I mean, okay, so I'm not laughing. Okay, rest in peace, Charles Crooks. 23 years of age. However, uh, man, am I glad I wasn't in the backyard? <laughs> but that's the beginning of a lot of TV shows, right? Mom and dad are, you know, sipping cocktails out by the pool. And here comes Charles from the sky dropping out of nowhere. So I love the exiting plane without parachute. So we don't know if he did it on purpose. I don't know that it matters really. Uh, or if it was, and it matters if he was uh, pushed. Uh, definitely matters if he was pushed. So, I mean, if it was his problem that caused the emergency mid-flight problems where they had to have the emergency landing, perhaps the pilot who has not been identified yet uh, helped Charles out of the plane without a parachute. We'll see in the future. But Charles Hugh Cook's uh, whether you jumped, whether you fell, or whether you were pushed, you didn't make it, and you ended up in a backyard in North Carolina. Rest in peace at the age of 
2023. I don't know if we're going to get a season two of Depp Heard or not, but Amber is definitely uh, hurting for cash. And uh, she just sold her Yucca Valley dump for a million dollars. It's actually, it was a pretty nice place. She said in her trial that she resided in Yucca Valley, California, which is, you know, out there in the Mojave Desert. And she had, uh, the pictures of it is, uh, you know, a desert home out there in the, <laughs> out there in Yucca Valley. So she bought it for $570,000 and she sold it for over a million. I think it was a million three she sold it for. So she made a heck of a profit. Uh, $1,050,000. It wasn't a million three. $1,050,000 she sold for the uh, Yucca Valley place. It had uh, 2,457 square feet, three bedrooms, three baths, five acres, almost six acres, 5.96 acres out there in the desert. Man, what you can do with five acres in the desert is just incredible. Uh, she it looks like uh, you know she had a little uh, little walkway across the sand up into a little mountain hill there for her little viewing. I, it looked like a nice place, and you know she got it for you know a few years ago uh, in 2015 for 500 grand, and so she made quite a profit on it. But that goes to show you that she needs some cash, and when she's selling the place that she was living in. I mean, I know it's out in the desert and it's, uh, you know, out there away from Los Angeles, right? I mean, it's about 120 miles east of LA. Uh, that still gets you into LA a reasonable amount of time. Uh, you know, if you need to take care of a film or some business. So, uh, you know, that's a, that's not bad. You're, you're close and yet so far away, but, uh, she's, uh, selling, she sold that place. So she needs the cash bad. And now she wants to have part two of this. Uh, good luck. Good luck, Amber, because uh, I don't think that's going to be happening. I mean, I, I think the case is going to happen. She obviously has appealed. She needs the cash and wants to uh, not have to pay Johnny money. And she needs the cash to pay her lawyers, which is why she's selling this place. Because you'd think she'd want to hang on to this place. At least she'd have a place to go. Right? I mean, it's a nice place. It's in the desert. It looks it looks pretty. It's, you know, it's... <laughs> It's okay. It's away from everything. You think that's where maybe Amber should be for a little while is away from everything. But no, she's got attorney fees and she wants to file. Uh, you know, she's got her appeal against Depp. So part two, season two is definitely on the way. <laughs> In some social media and internet news, aside from the fact that you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR and uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio, I see where Twitter has uh, imposed a blockade on all content from the Epic Times, uh, the EPOCH Times, uh, and they are aware there was no uh, there was no explanation. Uh, they said, uh, we're in the platform enforced a warning on all links from the Epic times. It says that the warning, this link may be unsafe. I mean, to be honest, if I see that on a tweet, it makes me click on it. That's just <laughs> warning. This link may be unsafe. I'm clicking on it. Okay. I'm going to find out what you think I shouldn't look at. 
because it's agonizing. Funny how Twitter has taken the bull back by the horns uh, now that uh, their deal with Elon looks like it's not going to happen. Huh. Huh. I see where uh, Instagram, you know, we talked on, uh, we talked on either Thursday or Friday, sometime last week about Instagram walking back some of its changing, uh, some of its changes, you know, the full screen feed. They were trying to be more like TikTok and uh, they were, you know, walking back and they were saying we're taking these, uh, this new stuff coming up. Yeah, uh, that's because the, uh, the Kardashians were upset and we may have talked about that a little bit anyway, but I loved the fact that, uh, the Kardashians were like, uh, yeah, um, no, we don't like it. So why don't you go back to what we like? <laughs> and I was thinking, well, wait, I mean, how many followers do they actually have on Instagram? Because, uh, you know, I've, I've got, I don't have as many as the uh, Kardashians or the Jenners. Uh, but I'm getting there. Uh, Jeff Fisher Radio on Instagram is getting there. Now, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, the soccer player, I'm sorry, the footballer, uh, is number one on Instagram. 471 million followers. Kylie Jenner, uh, 362 million. So I love how they, she's the number one female. Okay. Thank you. Number two on the list, Lionel Messi, another football player, 353 million players. I'm sorry, he's not a football player. He is a footballer. Uh, Selena Gomez, 339 million followers. Wow. The Rock, 331. Kim Kardashian has 327. So Kylie has 362. Kim is in seventh with 327. And you've got Ariana Grande, Beyonce. Khloe Kardashian has 266 million. Kendall Jenner has 251 million. And then you drop down to Courtney Kardashian has 193 million followers on Instagram. So that's uh, that's quite a few. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, five or six members of the entire Jenner Kardashian family with hundreds of millions of followers on your platform. They have a little bit, a little bit of pull. <laughs> a little bit of pull. In 18th place with only 200 million. Everybody above uh, above Nicki Minaj at 200 million has 200 plus million followers on Instagram. Again, uh, my Jeff Fisher radio account is just shy of 200 million followers. So if you could follow me on Instagram, uh, it'd be great. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to get those numbers up catch up with, uh, you know, Nicki Minaj. I don't know that I'll ever get to Ronaldo level at 471 million, but you know, catch up with Nicki Minaj at 200 million. And if you use, uh, Amazon cloud storage, uh, yeah, then we're going to close that down. Uh, the service is going to be closing at the end of the year. So you might want to, you know, switch over. I guess you're going to automatically, according to this story, it will automatically go to Amazon photos which is a service that, uh, you know, is they're putting their photos and video storage in one location. But over the past 11 years, Amazon Drive has served as what they like to call a secure cloud storage service for Amazon customers to back up their files. And uh, so they're going to no longer support Amazon Drive 
to focus on the Amazon photos. So you're going to continue to provide customers the ability to safely backup, share, organize photos and videos with Amazon photos. Users will need to download all their files by the closing date, but existing Amazon users will have had their photo and video files automatically saved to Amazon photos. So if you, it's no big deal. They're moving it over for you. No problem. Service is going to remain fully operational till the end of December 2023. That's more than a year. But the company says that from January 31st, 2023, it will no longer support uploading files on the Amazon Drive website. Got it. So uh, you'll be able to use it uh, if you have stuff there that you don't want to put over to Amazon Photos. But uh, you're not going to be able to use, upload anything. Okay, I'll have a good day. Good luck. God bless. And uh, they're gonna—they've moved it over to Amazon Photos for you anyway. So what are you whining about? And if you don't know how to use the internet and want to uh, go to an actual brick-and-mortar store, I see where Macy's is now adding uh, Toys R Us stores within all its locations here in the next uh, couple of months uh, to be ready for the holidays, the winter holidays. I love this story, ahead of the winter holidays. <laughs> oh, just agonizing. Ahead of Christmas so they can uh, hawk their toys at Macy's. So if you want to go there and have a hands-on experience uh, at uh, Toys R Us. You can do so inside Macy's. That's probably probably a bunch of Toys R Us already inside the Macy's. It's been a long time since I've been inside of Macy's, but uh, you, know, you never know. I may stop by just to, just to say hi, and then again, maybe not. I see where uh, President Biden, our President of the United States of America, has tested positive for COVID again. Uh, I guess he tested negative last week, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then he tested on Saturday and that came back as positive, which is according to everyone, you know what? It's a rebound case. It's seen in a small percentage of patients who take the antiviral drug Paxilvid. So that's, uh, you know, the antiviral medication from Pfizer. That's really Pfizer mectin. Uh, that's what I, I've called it. And I saw where they're talking about a new study that showed how ivermectin can reduce the chance of death by 92%. Wow. I mean, this is a pretty large test case. And it's an observational study of 88,000 people shows ivermectin works. The greater the dose, the better it works. And of course, the uh, World Health Organization, eh, we just ignore it. Don't worry about it. Eh, it doesn't justify any modification to our treatment guidelines. Ivermectin is to be avoided except in a clinical trial. Okay, so no problem. We'll believe everything you tell us, World Health Organization. How are things going with the monkeypox, by the way? I see where uh, uh, San Francisco uh, declared. We talked about San Francisco declaring it uh, an emergency. And New York just declared a state of emergency over monkeypox. That didn't stop the annual uh, Door Alley Fair in San Francisco this past weekend, though. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, you know, yes, we have concerns about it. Sure, it's uh, you know a terrible time for monkeypox and the spread of monkeypox. But I mean, we we wouldn't be able to. We're not going to cancel a fetish party in San Francisco. No way. <laughs> That's not going to happen, okay? So what needs to happen is just you need to 
take it easy. Don't have prolonged skin-to-skin contact. And, uh, you know, it's possible that it passes through sexual transmission. We really don't know that now. Although skin-to-skin contact is the main thing. Uh, And so, you know, prolonged kissing through saliva could be a problem. Uh, That, according to the doctors, that requires hours. Oh, okay. Hugging by itself, giving a high five, shaking somebody's hand is not going to result in transmission. Eh, okay. I think uh, if you've got the pox goo all over you, I think maybe that could be an issue. Event organizers say they're working with city's public health department to provide on-site outreach education. Are you? Okay. <laughs> hey, we're, I know that, uh, you know, I know you guys are having your big fetish party here in the annual Door Alley Fair. And uh, we would, what needs to happen is you can have your little party, just don't have all your side sex parties. Oh, well, we can't do that. I mean, look, monkeypox is not confined to the queer and trans community. So other large events could also pose risks. Uh Uh-huh, they could. But a lot of those other large events don't require, or I shouldn't say require, um, they're not expected to have side sex parties. We talked about the guy last week who had the monkeypox and uh, he went, he knew he was worried about monkeypox, but not enough to stop him from having sex with multiple partners at a gay pride event. So if you're going to go to these events and have multiple sexual partners, the pox is going to spread. We talked about that on Friday. Don't goo me. Just if you, if you've got the pox, stay away. Don't have multiple sex partners. I, I just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, I mean, I do, but I'm telling you, I don't. And if the pox was not enough to worry about, we have the death toll arising uh, from flash floods in Kentucky last week. Uh, 26 people now, uh, at least four children, and they are saying they are going, that number of victims are, is going to grow in the coming days. Uh, just horrific flooding going on there. More than 10 inches of rain fell in some locations in the eastern part of the state along the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, which is, uh, you know, the number of towns are down in valleys and funnel that precipitation, if I can't even say the word, that uh, precipitation. Uh, no, it's not. Amorphophallus. <laughs> no, it's precipitation. And they're expecting more rain throughout the week, so... I mean, that is just horrific there. And we have wildfires in California, Montana, and Idaho, which are growing. Uh, they've grown rapidly over the weekend. Uh, the McKinney Fire in uh, California, the uh, Klamath National Forest, uh, in the Klamath National Forest jumped from one to over 60 square miles. Whew. So they've got that to worry about. I know what you're thinking. That's enough, Jeff. That's enough. Well, I'm just going to leave you with one more thing to worry about, Okay. Uh, St. Patrick Space Force Base, uh, Corey Johnson, 29, was arrested trying to enter the installation. Uh, the reason he told arresting officers he was there on behalf of the president to alert Space Force that there were U.S. aliens fighting with Chinese dragons. So, never mind the pox, never mind the flooding, never mind the fires. We have an alien dragon space war going on. And this man was there at Space Force headquarters 
on behalf of the President of the United States to alert them. Now, one could make the case that he was possibly actually told from our President that we have an alien dragon space war going on. I'm not one of those people, but many people could make the case that that actually was said. Not me, though. Not me. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.